Hey, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Live with Rye, the podcast. Thank you so much for all of your continued support and listening in. Hey, listen, if you love this episode and all other episodes, leave a five-star rating and review. We do appreciate it. I'm on Spotify and Apple Podcast. I have such a great show for you today. I am so excited. I have three very talented individuals who are uh, two who are the creators of the new musical, uh, The New Peggy and The Star. So let me tell you first a little bit about this musical. The new Peggy, a middle-aged secretary who sings to her stapler and manila envelope, arrives to work on a Monday morning to disastrous news that turns her world upside down. Hilarious, quirky, and rare, the new Peggy is a new musical spanning high highs and murderous lows. Music and lyrics are by Here Lies Love music director Jay O'Connor Navarro and book and lyrics by Smithtown playwright, the incredible Drew Larry Moore. The new Peggy chronicles the ordinary life of secretary Peggy, who has been pining for her boss for 25 years. But when she receives disastrous news one day, her world is turned upside down. And starring in the title role is the fabulous, the one and only, the terrific Broadway legend herself, Anne Harada. So help me welcome Anne Harada, Jay O'Connor Navarro, and Drew Larrymore. Hi. Hello. 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 Thanks for having us. Well, thank you so much for doing this. Thanks for taking time out of your day to uh, to do this. So, uh, so for Drew and Jay, uh, where did this idea come from to create this musical, the new musical, the new Peggy? Well, um, it uh, it was originally based off of a monologue, actually, and in, in a series of monologues about uh, extraordinary, bizarre things happening to ordinary women. And uh, this monologue in particular, which was titled The New Peggy, felt especially musical. Um, and the actress we were developing it with at the time, who has since retired, Cirilla Bear, recommended that I connect with Jay as his musical sensibilities from their previous collaboration on The Adding Machine would be absolutely perfect for, for this dark and, um, and hilarious world. So we were set up on a blind date, so to speak, a collaboration blind date uh, through Cirilla. And uh, since then, I guess we've been developing the show for the past seven or eight years. Wow, it's amazing. And Jay, uh, do you have anything to add to that? How did, um, how did it feel to come onto this musical and be introduced to, to Drew? Oh, it was so cool. I, I love working with other people, first of all, and when I'm writing. Uh, and I especially like working with playwrights uh, as opposed to someone who just works on musicals all the time, because I feel like playwrights have no preconceived notions about how a musical needs to go and therefore um, opens up the possibilities of what we can do with um, the form. So uh, working with something kind of odd and trying to figure out how to make it uh, a musical that's accessible but unique uh, was a great uh, challenge, but uh, one I wanted to take on for sure. I love that. And I think that's so important what you said too, with working with playwrights compared to people who just do musicals. That's terrific. Now, Anne, as an actress, how does it feel to originate yet again, another role, which I know is sort of every actor and actress's dream. And how did you dive deep into this character, their beings, emotions, et cetera? Well, it's always great, of course, to originate a role. Um, and I'm not really sure I did originate this role particularly. <laughs> I know that um, there was an actress who was uh, associated with it before, um, but I was very happy to sort of jump in. Um, I, it's not hard for me because she's so close to, to me and in, in terms of age and um, uh, what can I say? If I hadn't been me, <laughs> I might've been her. Do you know what I mean? It's sort of like, I don't 
have a whole lot of illusions about what my life would have been like if I hadn't been a performer. I absolutely probably would have worked in an office my whole life. And I'm sure I would have felt just as, you know, horrified, stultified, whatever it is. Um, I just, uh, you know, so to me, it really wasn't like I had to do a lot of backstory digging. I just feel like this is could be me in an alternate universe. I mean, you know, murderous me, whatever, but it's still <laughs> me, essentially. Yeah. yeah. That's amazing. And how did you, how, how did you sort of, um, you know, as you t- take on this character, like, how did you approach it? Um, aside from if it was being you, like, did you do any research on it? Did you, you know, the research people who maybe like have killer tendencies or past oh, cases? No, like no, 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 no. <laughs> I just cut it out of whole cloth. Like I mostly do with all of my characters. Love it. Love it. That's amazing. So the tone of this show is very Little Shop of Horror vibes from what I understand. Um, and so who'd ever like to take this? Can you talk about how fans of that show and lovers of the, sort of that show feeling in general will connect to a show like The New Peggy? Well, I think The New Peggy, like Little Shop, exists in time. It exists in a very specific place in time. Um, I think The New Peggy exists a little pre-current technology mm-hmm. in terms of uh, the way that the office works, in terms of the fact that her best friends are a stapler and a manila envelope that may very well be obsolete very soon, if not already. Um, so I think, and I think the fact of the inanimate object singing and the plant singing and the, the dark sensibility and the murder involved and while it's still very funny and uh, toe tapping is, is similar to Little Shop, although I do think it sort of goes, goes beyond it in terms, of, in terms of some of our choices. So, um, so I think um, that's been the show we've heard it's, you know, the most comparison. And I take that as a great compliment. For sure. For sure. And now, Drew, you had mentioned earlier, too, to me that um, some of the characters within this musical also relate to the title of the play as well. Um, you know, Anne is one of the characters, but the other characters relate to the title. How uh, tell us about that and sort of that arc and how those characters sort of combine to it. Sure. Well, the title song, The New Peggy, um, the real showstopper happens about in the middle of the show. And it is when Peggy. Uh, misguidedly reinvents herself. So as you can hear in the recording, and uh, sounds very different. She starts out very meek and, and childlike and sort of has a false sense of adulthood and empowerment in this in this title number uh, as she reinvents herself through uh, a terrible uh, incident. We don't want to give too much away of the plot. No, of and I think that the title uh being new uh relates to the rest of the four characters it is a five character piece even her best friends uh eugene and rita the mineral envelope and the stapler uh you know eugene as the stapler is rust uh rusting and uh getting old and uh no longer as useful as he once was as the copy machine does the stapling for him uh rita as a manila envelope is uh literally wrinkling losing her shape and uh becoming obsolete harry the boss she's in love with has gone well beyond his midlife crisis and uh is definitely past the point of getting a tattoo and an earring and a sports car and is, is desperate to sort of reinvent himself in his last act. And uh, even Velma, the accountant, uh, Latvian seductress who's past her prime um, and uh, trying to sort of taking the last stop on the train 
before before it's kind of over for her is also in an attempt trying to misguidedly reinvent herself. So I think the title applies to all five characters and um and the the tragedy the tragedy of that of feeling life slipping you by and uh, making making the wrong choice to remedy that i love that and i have just loved too that the stapler and the manila envelope have a name i mean that is just it's 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 great i absolutely love that not that, just a name but a backstory as to how yeah. they she rescued them from the basement and you know there's quite a lurid <laughs> history there so <laughs> i love it well uh and what has it been like to work with um drew and jay on on this project and what have you learned about yourself uh, as a performer in working with them well it's kind of a daunting role i think it's um it was extremely difficult to sing um in terms of we really didn't work on it very much you know we uh, we i learned it we performed it kind of like in concert right at green room and then we recorded it um so it's kind of like i don't know that i really had a process but i know that i mean obviously i've worked with drew before and i think mm -hmm. that he's quite brilliant and i love jay we've known each other for a super long time and so when i was approached it was like kind of a no-brainer to go yeah of course i will um, even though it seemed very like, wow, this is a big saying at the time. Mm -hmm. um, and I, um, what have I learned um, <laughs> about myself? Yeah. Has there been anything <laughs> as a performer that you've learned? Like I know each project, even if it is just a concert version, so, you know, sometimes performers takes things away that, you know, help them or better them. I just, you know. <laughs> well, I mean, in this one, for me, it was just about like, you know, am I gonna be able to have the singing ability to get through it at the end is you know what I mean like yes. it's a it's a show that grows you start small and you get big right yeah so for me it was just like am I going to have the stamina to, to get through this am I going to have the musicianship like just to read it off the page it's extremely difficult music I don't I don't want to sugarcoat it no no um, it, <laughs> but like I it was so much fun to do everybody involved in the project is very very fun and very cool we had a really good time together even though it was kind of brief and so I look on it with great back on it with great affection but like literally it seems like it happened a lifetime ago because it was pre-pandemic <laughs> yeah right well, and so it's like well I guess I think I mm, you know <laughs> like yes. trying to remember what that was like um it, I really you know, I look on it as some, a really, really um, great gift that I was given. And I'm so glad I had the chance to, to do it. I don't have a whole lot of expectation. I don't know what's going to happen with it or where, if, if, you know, I would even keep doing it if they wanted me to do it, if there was mm -hmm. any, whatever, I don't, yeah. it's not, it's off the table for me at this point. It's like, you do, you go fly, you know, <laughs> let's do the show. Let's get the show done. However it gets done, you know? Yeah. Well, um, and I was going to say, well, in this, um, you know, in the recording and in, in when you were doing this, you'd really do carry the show on your shoulders because it is such a singing heavy show. So, I mean, that that really for anyone must be difficult. But. Oh, it was difficult. It's <laughs> difficult. <laughs> She's in every song and never leaves the stage. So I, in an actual performance, a 90 minute performance, uh, Peggy is um, never gets a break. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we'll probably have to work in something like Peggy blows her nose and drinks water. <laughs> you know, I don't know. 
I think you get a break with Velna, you know. Oh, right, Velna, yeah, I can do that, yeah. I think you get to go off stage for five seconds and <laughs> drink a Gatorade, but then you're back and <laughs> right. it hits the fan. <laughs> I love it. Uh, and how does it feel, Drew and Jay, now to have this uh, album out? I know it's available on streaming, uh, Spotify, stuff like that. How does it feel to have it out now for people to actually hear who maybe couldn't have been uh, at the presentations that, you know, you've done here in New York? Uh, what, what has that response been like for you? Uh, well, I'll let Jay speak to this, but I can just say from the statistics alone and, and uh, people have been listening all over the world for whatever reason, it's very popular in Germany. I don't know if that has uh -huh. to do with the sensibility <laughs> of the show, uh, but uh, it's on Spotify, it's, been, it's on Pandora, Amazon Music, Apple Music, iTunes, everywhere. Basically, you can you can get a hold of music and mm -hmm. uh, it's, it's uh, all over the world. We had a couple of listeners in Fiji the other day, I noticed. So it's wonderful to get it out there to people who've never seen it. Uh, there have been a lot of people that have seen this in the past that have been to concerts and readings that know about it. So it's wonderful for them to to rediscover the show again. Uh, the tracks have been remastered, so they sound slightly better than our original recording. So I think that's been that's been lovely for the cast to hear. Um, our cover art is different, so it's really, in a sense, gotten uh, a rebrand and a shot in the arm that I'm I'm very proud of and very crowd it's out there for public consumption to hopefully make some next steps yeah and it's nice it's always nice just to revisit any kind of show uh especially that's been going on for so long just to hear it again especially in the way we recorded it it was it's almost like capturing a live performance as opposed to like doing a real cast album or being really picky so there's something exciting about feeling like you're kind of getting to imagine the way um the radio play kind of worked uh, which is something different from from most cast recordings, and it allows the listener to to want to see it on stage. Hopefully, um, and it's it's such a fun score. I just saw Devin Elow actually outside of my office because we teach together, um, who played Eugene, uh, and I just told him we were talking about Peggy, <laughs> and he also looks back on it so fondly. So um, there's something you know so quirky about this show. Um, but also so like something deeply emotional and deeply sad about it uh, that you can kind of tap into, yeah. which is the difference I think between it and, and Little Shop. There's the thriller aspect of it, but there's also just this deep kind of emotional thing that happened, especially coming out after listening to it after COVID and being in isolation so much. Right. Um, it's different. Yeah. So. Well, and I think structurally it plays with um, traditional musicals in a way that I'm really proud of. Just with book, we don't shy away from uh, chunks of monologue, some of which are musicalized, uh, that Jay musicalized for us that just enhance it. Uh, I don't believe it has a traditional musical theater ending by any stretch of the imagination. Um, and I, I think uh, a lead like this, uh, a female lead like this is, is unusual too. So um, I, I'm very proud of the, the choices that we made and the fact that we chose to um, not go middle of the road with this, but make some bold decisions. I think it offers something really new to what's out there, uh, hopefully what's out there for a post-COVID audience. Um, so, uh, so I'm glad we stuck to our guns. And also it's, you know, the story of a woman who was profoundly like lonely, right? Um, if, if, if anybody could understand what that feels like, it's now because we've all been through the pandemic. Yeah. Maybe, maybe if you were a lonely person, you too would be making friends with your stapler and your envelope. 
<laughs> right? Yes. And, and just like talking to yourself, which is basically what she's doing. She's talking to herself, getting feedback from herself, you know, different. <laughs> it's just sort of like, it's all in her own psychosis, really. Yes. The whole thing. So um, for that reason, it's, it's just fascinating. And also it's true. There aren't that many shows that have a middle-aged female protagonist. Yeah, you know, and it's not necessarily. A, it's certainly not a glamorous story. It's not anything. It's like, <laughs> it's like, come on, Bernadette, let's go do this. It's not like that. You can't. <laughs> you know, it has to be somebody who's not glamorous. It has to be somebody who's the most kind of like average, mundane human, you know, or presents as such. That's yeah. what I think is really lovely and great about this. It's such a common woman story. <laughs> for black I women. think Anne is yeah. anything but average and mundane. And, and you know what I'm saying. You know what I'm but, saying. You know, makeup can do wonders. We can make you look tired. Oh, no, don't <laughs> worry. I'm plenty tired and beaten down by life as it is. <laughs> I, I love don't need that. a lot I of love... help on that one. <laughs> well, I love it. And yet there is so many that people that can relate to it. Um, and I love that you, there's a strong female protagonist, middle age. I have to say, for you know, on the loneliness aspect, I never talked about this publicly, but I can admit to being, when I was in middle school and I was very lonely, I was bullied. While I didn't talk to staplers and um, Manila envelopes, I played on the basketball team, which I'm not very good at. I played because you know, I just thought it'd be cool to do. I was lonely. Nobody liked me. So I talked to my Gatorade bottles and I would name them and line them up and, you know, I was bullied severely, well, because of many reasons, um, but that was what sort of kept me in during those times on the bench watching it was, you know, I would name my water bottles and sort of have a little thing with them. And, um, you know, so you talking about this with the stapler and the manila envelope, I can relate to that because, you know, back years ago, uh, I, you know, when I was in middle school, that's, uh, I did that. So it's, you know, it's the lo that loneliness aspect when you, you know, to, 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 when you're lonely, you find ways to entertain yourself. And society has accommodated that. Now we talk to our watches. Now we talk to our computers. They respond. We talk to our lighting devices and they do what we tell them to do. So, um, you know, I don't think you were alone in talking to your water bottles. I think, uh, you know, it's uh, it's become a thing now. But in this world, it isn't. That's sort of the land before time yes. in this world. And I hope it yeah. exists as that. And we, we continue to accept that as, as it ages mm -hmm. and hopefully ages well. Yes. Well, 13, 14, 15 years ago, it wasn't. And so that's, you know, it's, we've come a long way since then. But um, but uh, so Drew and Jay, what do you hope uh, are the next steps for this show? Or do you have any next steps that you can share um, with the audience about this show, aside from where they can obviously check out, you know, the music and stuff? Yeah, we're hoping now that it's accessible uh, nearly on every platform that, you know, we are in serious talks to move forward with an actual premiere. This has been in concert. This has been in developmental concerts. It's it's uh, there's actually a, uh, a musical recording with the full book that's available also for download on Apple Podcasts under the Micro Musical Theater Show. So in addition to the album, you can listen to uh, the book that I had to adjust to make it a, a radio play, so to speak. Um, so there is no excuse not to listen to this show uh, in all forms um, right now. And uh, we're hoping to to get it out there. It's highly producible. It's five people, you know, it would be uh, a chamber orchestra at most. And, um, you know, I uh, I think there's lots of ways we can finagle a talking stapler and manila envelope on a budget. So 
I'm hopeful. Agree. Jay, anything to add to that? No, we're just we want to see it alive and and see how a director would kind of visualize and this the especially the Eugene and Rita, yeah, like how that works and um, yeah, I think it would just be thrilling to to see this actually on stage with Anne. Oh, <laughs> yeah. with Anne. That sounds yeah. good to me too. I you know. <laughs> <laughs> well, Anne is always thrilling to see on stage and is so talented in anything she is in. So uh, anything that, that she is in, we always would, will love, uh, you know. So as we finish up here, uh, Drew, tell us where we can keep up with the show online. I know it has a website. Uh, aside from for those listening, you can also stream it on Spotify and everywhere you get your uh, music from. But uh, where can they go to the website to keep up with it? Sure. Uh, hopefully everyone can remember this. I know it's super complicated, but it is the new Peggy.com. And uh, there you can find its developmental history and uh, the full score, as well as a few demos sung by Mary Testa and Alison Frazier and a few more people just to sort of hear things in a different way. Um, and um, that's the that's the website show and our agent contact for further information and uh, production inquiries. I love that. I love that. And where can we keep up with all of you? If you have social media, what is the handles where our followers can keep up with you? Drew, are you on um, socials? I am. Not really. I don't really like to be bothered there. So uh, you can just check me out at my website, drewlaremore.com. And, uh, you know, don't don't bug me online elsewhere, though. <laughs> I love that. Jay? <laughs> I'm laughing at Drew. Um, yeah, oh, no. tomorrow on Instagram. Follow me. <laughs> what is it on Instagram? Just my name, Jay O'Connor Navarro. Okay. And Anne, how about on, for you? On Instagram, I am Anne Harada. Um, and on X, I'm <laughs> on just Anne Harada. And on Facebook, also Anne Harada, just Anne Harada. Um, yeah, Amazing. I don't, I honestly, I'm hopeless. Don't ask me. I don't really get any of it. So I understand. Yeah. Totally understand. Totally understand. If well, you really need to reach me, you should maybe uh, follow Allie Ewald, send her a message, and she'll give it to me. <laughs> We've decided this might be a good backup plan because I am so bad at like finding my messages from people. You know what I mean? That's amazing. <laughs> I love that. I love send that. her a message. She'll get it to me and we'll like work it out. Yeah. I love it. I love it. She's 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 got it. She's a multi hyphenate part yes. actress, part Anne's publicist. It's great. Correct. Yes, yes. <laughs> I love it. Well, listen, Drew and Jay, it was so great to chat with you about the new Peggy. Uh, I hope that everyone listening listens to this album, downloads it, follows it, keeps up with all that it's doing. This is so exciting when new work comes about. And thank you for taking the time out of your day to chat about this. Well, thank you. It's, it's great to have all three of us together to, to, to chat about this as we celebrate the, uh, the album. So thanks for the opportunity. My 